There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Many of you know Axis deer is considered to be the best tasting venison on the planet. I've been hearing that for years. And that those deer cause some ecological harm. Well, Maui Nui Venison is bringing those Axis deer to the market. So you can get some fresh cuts and sticks shipped to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. It's a meat eater podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newharth, and today we're joined by Giannis Putellis, Ryan Callahan, Brody Henderson, Chester Floyd, Hayden Samick, Corey Calkins, and Hansi Dershmeyer. God, I messed that yeah, up again. Yeah. I'm sorry, Hans. I even checked with you. It's Deschermeyer. 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 Yeah, get there one. How do you choose the or- <laughs> How do you choose the order that you introduce the guests? I look at my invite on Google. So, I don't say Phil's name. No, Phil's always with us. Hi. So now you, this- you invited me first. <laughs> is what you're saying? I think so. Right. Now this is a ten round quiz show with questions from meat eaters four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And each week here on Trivia, we reveal a new stat. This week, we're looking at questions asked where no one gets the right answer. Now, after going through every episode and looking at nearly 500 questions, here's what I found. 7% of questions are answered incorrectly by the entire room. So this week, we're adding a new installment where before we play, I'm going to ask you guys one of the zero percenter questions to see if you've retained anything from Meat Eater Trivia. <laughs> but hold on, that doesn't like count that. in the, the main game? It's not game. part of the game. Not part of the game. We're just oh, gonna it's see. like a little bonus fun. That's right. We're just going to see what you learned. Here's like the it. first one. This was from episode 339, and the topic was fishing. If you know the answer, you can just shout it out. In 1998... <laughs> Congress voted to make this body of water the sixth Great Lake, but had the status removed 18 days later after a nationwide uproar. Aren't we? Lake Champlain. You remember that? 
Yeah, I mean, don't, because don't, like, you tell us the answers after everyone gets them wrong. Well, yeah, you said retaining this, it. This is the experiment, Brody. We're going to see if you remembered were what you the answers were. Were you not listening to what he just said? I don't think we have a good listener in the room. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have an angry listener in the room. <laughs> no, I just, I, I don't. Grumpy listener. <laughs> no, it's got nothing to do. Like, All right, I got it right. The answers that we had given were Lake St. Clair and Lake Tahoe, but as Grumpy Brody said, the correct answer was Lake Listen, Champlain. this guy's nothing to do with being grumpy. We're just like repeating answers that were already given. I, Brody, which was the point? Are you new to the show? I think it's hilarious that there was a, quote, nationwide uproar. It was. I cannot see me sitting here in Montana being like, I am furious <laughs> about... The idea of adding another Great Lake. Well, here, here we're gonna we're gonna reiterate some I more know. for you, Brody. It was it was passed in a bill by a Vermont senator who just like snuck a sentence in there, right? And oh. it was dedicating a bunch of funding, like thirty million dollars, to the Great Lakes. And he's like, oh, by the way, we have a sixth Great Lake now. And then eighteen days later, the New York Times discovered it, and that's what created the nationwide uproar. Oh, because that lake is touches or is in Vermont, so he's going to get a chunk of the change. Yeah, he's yeah, going to like benefit funding. that community mm. and, and the universities around there. But only 18 days it lasted. Those super liberal universities out there in Vermont, Sneak, they don't need any more funding. politicians. Yeah, exactly. Now we have some Castle housekeeping. Doctrine State, which I always find interesting. It's though. the what? Castle Doctrine State. Explain that to me. It's the every man's castle argument of uh, self-defense so you can you can shoot somebody if you mm. feel like your property or yourself is threatened they used to have a pike shooting season still do. shoot pike with guns no pat way. durkin yep. has written about it for the meat eater.com yeah i know that. what are, was there any weapon restrictions <laughs> <laughs> is it 10 gauge or under what's i the... have no idea man memory like a steel trap on brody <laughs> <laughs> I have no, idea. no we have but some I think housekeeping it would be fun as hell to shoot some pike we have some housekeeping to get to before we play. In a previous episode, we had a question about how lacrosse is America's oldest team sport, which was invented by Native Americans. This was a fact that I verified through the History Channel, Washington Post, and Encyclopedia Britannica. But about a dozen listeners wrote in saying that stickball, which was also invented by Native Americans, is older than lacrosse. So far, though, I've been unable to find anyone who declares stickball North America's oldest team sport. With that said, here's why I'd accept stickball as a correct answer. Although the modern versions of stickball and lacrosse are different sports, some sources say that at one time they were the same game being played by different tribes. Although the history for both is fragmented, it appears that lacrosse and stickball can each claim the title of America's oldest team sport. So if you said lacrosse or stickball, you got that one right. The Shelby Index for this round is a four, so our winner should get about eight correct answers. And with that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Game on, suckers! Question one. The topic is biology. This first great question comes to us via Brian Reardon. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Which of these animals is not monogamous? Is it bald eagles, coyotes, snapping turtles, or barn owls? 
Which of these animals is not monogamous? That means three of the four are bald eagles, coyotes, snapping turtles, or barn owls. Uh, this is patently false, what okay. you're saying. Just saying, <laughs> yes. Okay, we can argue afterwards. Yeah. Oh, no, it's I not an so. argument. Like, we like to believe that these animals uh, uh-huh. exist with, like, the same sort Mate. of monogamous definition that Be mine do. forever. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, but you ran into a power line. So, um... A widower? I'm not monogamous anymore. <laughs> Again, bald eagles, coyotes, snapping turtles, or barn owls. Cal, do you have an answer? I don't. Okay. I mean, it's... I mean, zero are not zero. monogamous. I think right now Which this is what Cal is thinking right here. Is not <laughs> monogamous. Bald eagles, coyotes, Snapping turtles, barn owls. Bard or barn? Barn. B-A-R-N. That changes everything. Barn owl. Okay. (laughs) I don't see you changing your answer. Is everybody ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying snapping turtles. Hayden saying coyotes. Hansi saying snappers. Brody saying snappers. Corey saying coyotes. Cal saying snappers. Chester saying coyotes. The correct answer is snapping turtles. What? what? There is no way the coyotes with the... You're Listen correct. Here, You're correct, Hayden. Coyotes are some of the most <laughs> devout mates on the planet. Until one, one gets shot, dude. Cue the one, nature documentary music. One oh, study in Illinois found that among 236 coyotes, not a single one found a new mate until the previous one died. This bond carries over to parenting, with both the mother and father helping raise the pups. The rate at which coyotes die... They are monogamous. You're wrong, Hayden. (laughs) (laughs) Coyotes are monogamous. Of course the answer was C. I was monogamous all last season until. (laughs) So how polyamorous are these snapping turtles? Oh, they like have a whole mating dance and stuff they do. Uh, Yeah, snappers just like every springtime they find a new mate. That Question two. The topic is foraging. To be classified as this type of liquor, the recipe must have juniper berries in it. What is it? To be classified as this type of liquor, the recipe must have juniper berries in it. What is it? Very quick answers from almost the entire room. Except Corey. Corey looks stumped. Could be a trick question. Think so? You know what I learned uh, from a dude in the uh, liquor business? No. That this particular type of liquor had well, a history. Help some folks out here. Of um, not being regulated with the same like proof system, mm. so it was often mislabeled as lower alcohol content. Mm. Which that led... explains some things. Yeah. <laughs> to be classified as this type of liquor. I don't know if it's true, liquor. but I like it because there were some incidents in my past. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorites, though. Okay. We're really helping Corey out here. Oh, thanks, Chester. To be classified as this type of liquor, the recipe must have juniper berries in it. Does everybody have an answer? Corey? Ready. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis and Hayden and Hansi and Brody. <laughs> And Corey and Cal and Chester, everybody says gin, and they got it. The correct answer is gin. Gin and juice, Corey wrote, though. 
Juniper berries provide gin with a sharp piney flavor that carries a hint of citrus. The use of juniper berries in gin dates back to the 17th century in the Netherlands. If you want to learn how to harvest your own, then go to TheMeatEater.com and read Jenna Roselle's article called How to Forage for Juniper Berries. Question three, the topic is fishing. What brand of boat has won the most Bassmaster Classics? Brand of boat? What brand of boat is, has won the most Bassmaster Classics? Is Sparkly a brand? <laughs> no. That's a gene company. <laughs> <laughs> what brand of boat has won the most Bassmaster Classics? I'm having a hard time just Nobody think, has an answer quite yet. Uh, bass boat. Yeah, I don't name. know. Corey and Cal coming up with an answer now, but they don't look confident. The nope, rest of them not at all. Not at all. It's yet to write anything. God, it was a short period of my life where I dreamed about owning one. And then Is what? Is that right? Yeah. I grew up in Michigan. One of those real fast, sparkly ones? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm more was interested in that seat up front. It looks like a bowling ball in the water. Just slay Cass in every direction from that seat. And controlling your controlling motor. Does everybody have an answer? No, no, no. How much more time do I have? Till this isn't interesting anymore. Oh. <laughs> Which means what area boat has won the most Bassmaster Classics? Chester, you got a whole TV show dedicated to fishing off of fancy boats. That you can watch right now on YouTube. They don't use those walleye boats to fish for bass, Cal. No, they're not so no. They're, they're real selective. <laughs> Illegal. All right. I got to have an answer, answer now. Hansi? Go ahead and Ooh, reveal your answers. Cool. We have Giannis oh, saying oh. Skeeter. I like Brody. saying Ranger. Hansi saying Sea Nymph. It's Ranger. Brody saying Tracker. Corey saying Lund. Cal sang Mastercraft, and Chester sang Tracker. Somebody got it right. The correct answer is Ranger. Damn. Oh, nice. Well done, Hayden. The winning boat in the Bassmaster <laughs> like, Classic has been a Ranger boat? 19 times. That's followed by Nitro at seven times and Triton, Skeeter, and Bass Cat three times. There was a stretch from 1981 to 1998 where Ranger was the winning boat 14 out of 18 years. That's saying something. Question four, the topic is hunting. This next great question comes to us via Adam Smith. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What word describes the external nest of a squirrel that's created by a mass of twigs and leaves? What word describes the external nest of a squirrel that's created by a mass of twigs and leaves? It's probably not squirrel nest. Giannis with a quick <laughs> answer. Hansi and Brody coming that up with That is another one. name for it, but it would not be accepted as an answer. Do you know this one, Yanni? Yes. Okay. Took me a second. What? What's the other one that wouldn't be accepted? Target? <laughs> squirrel nest. <laughs> what oh, word describes yeah, no. the external nest of a squirrel that's created by a mass of twigs and leaves. You have to tell us what the internal word is. <laughs> okay. Because I'm dying to know now. Oh, for a squirrel's nest inside of a tree. Well, it, it Spencer implies. We can talk about it afterwards. 
Does everybody have an answer? No. External and an internal. Brody, do you know this one? No. No. Giannis might be the only one who gets it right. Maybe. I don't have a clue. Is everybody who's coming up with an answer? But I like an the question. Okay. When we were down in learn uh, Arkansas a couple weeks ago, I pointed at one. And I said, hey, that's a squirrel nest, isn't it? <laughs> and the guy was like, yep. <laughs> He's like, nope, it's called a blank. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying Dre, Hayden yeah. saying Cash, Hansi saying Basket, Brody saying Bundle, Corey saying Roost, Cal saying Ball, Chester saying Cubby. Wow. Yanni got it. The <laughs> correct answer is Dre. That's D-R-E-Y. Nice. Now I think an internal nest, that's why I had to like specify and say external because you could say like a den or a cavity nest, something like that. That's why I had to specify and say external nest. Oh, I was thinking there might be like a word for the inner core of the squirrel mm, ball in no, the tree. No, the sanctum. <laughs> yeah, Other the sanctum sanctorus. <laughs> Other animals that live in drays include flying squirrels and ringtail possums. Usually the outside of a dray is made of branches and bark, while the inside has finer materials like grass, moss, and leaves. If you want to learn how to coax squirrels out of drays, then go listen to episode 259 of the Meat Eater podcast, where we interviewed Dr. John Kaprowski, who Steve refers to as the squirrel doctor. Now, Brody and Cal, I think you two might have been on that episode. Where we talked about drugs. I've never teased one out of a squirrel yeah, nest. There's not, not no luck. worse feeling than watching one of those suckers get into there. But he had, he had a hot tip for how to get them out of there. Can you like uh, two fifty nine scratch in the leaves and is that what you do? Now, Doctor John Kaprowski, he recommended uh, that you like scratch the bark of the tree, and it made it sound like other squirrels were, were oh, running around there, and that Having that fun. might get them out. Question five: The topic is public lands. What state leads the country in avalanche deaths? Ooh. What state leads the country in avalanche deaths? This is question five. We'll get a scoreboard update from Phil the Engineer after this. What vertical does this one fall under? Public lands. Is that acceptable? Tenuous. Stretching it. Yeah, you know, that uh, off-road fuel tax pays for a lot of trails. What state leads the country in avalanche deaths? I didn't make the connection, though. (laughs) Quick answers from everybody in the room. Is everybody ready to reveal? I think so. Yeah, I'm guessing, but... Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis and Hayden saying Colorado. Hansi saying Utah. Brody and Corey saying Colorado. Cal saying Utah, Chester saying Wyoming. The correct answer is Colorado. Yeah. 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 From 1951 to 2021, Colorado Colorado had 305 avalanche deaths. That's followed by Alaska at 166, Washington at 132, Utah at 128, Montana at 123, and Wyoming at 95. North Dakota, which is one of the flattest states in America, has had one avalanche death ever. Wow. I'd like to see how many are human-caused avalanches and how many are just, like, people getting caught in an avalanche. Right. I know. Well, there's got to be mostly human-caused, right? The famous one in, in Missoula that they used to use in uh, search and rescue classes quite a bit was, you know, in regards to, like, your grid pattern for finding people is a couple of kids were skiing on the L— 
in Missoula, which is a noticeable feature, and cut an avalanche loose that wiped out an old couple's house. No shit. Yeah, with them inside of it. Mm. Yeah. Now, I would imagine oh, wow. most of those deaths occurred on public lands, Yanni. That's why I think it falls under that category. Phil, we're halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. Yeah, we got a nice spread of points here. Uh, in last place is Chester with one. Hansi and Corey have two points apiece, as well as Cal. And Hayden and Brody have three. And Giannis is in first place with four points. Crushing. Let's go, Chester. Let's go. Second half, baby. Rally cap. <laughs> Second half intensity. I've been coaching, uh, you know, my girls' uh, basketball team. Oh, so, no way. So I've got How's this, that going? Yeah, I'm always trying to rally. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And your I, wife I actually, coaches volleyball, right? That's right. Yeah. A couple of coachy parents. I don't feel bad at this one, though, at all. Because. No fishing questions? No. It was like, I feel, I was like, had two answers that I was, I was like, Colorado or Wyoming or Ranger or Tracker. And I just guessed the wrong one. On both of those, are there other episodes though where you just feel really bad? Oh yeah, afterwards, real dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Be honest, the basketball team must not be doing real good if you said you kind of specialize in rallying. (laughs) No, we're yeah, we're one and I don't know how many games we play. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, meaning you put them on, they feel great. Little or no break in, period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Just ask my buddy Chili, who's been slipping around in his Tacova boots, talking about how great he feels in them. He loves them. Yeah, Steve, they're very comfortable. They're very fashionable. And I enjoy wearing mine around the office and anywhere I go around Bozeman. Stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Now, a lot of you guys are familiar with the old hunting tradition. 
of eating, you know, some organ, the heart or a chunk of liver off the first animal you kill. I had that when I was a little kid and it was a big deal. Organ meats were always prized by frontier people who knew the importance of getting a lot of different minerals and nutrients. And as often is the case, those guys were on to something because organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. And you can get the same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil made exclusively from regeneratively raised, grass-fed, and finished cattle. Heart and Soil's unique freeze-drying process means all those important nutrients are trapped in ensuring you experience every one of the benefits of nature's superfood in a clean, convenient, taste-free capsule. Find out more at heartandsoil.co and make sure to use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. That's heartandsoil.co. Use the code MEATEATER. Question six. The topic is woodsmanship. Who hosted the Discovery Channel show, oh, Man versus Wild? Brody had commentary before you even finished the question. And he's writing a quick answer. He knows it. <laughs> Man versus Still grumpy. Wild. Who hosted the Discovery Channel show, Man versus Wild? It's got to be a British accent. I feel like they, <laughs> they specialize in that. Can't be an authority unless you sound like you're from the UK. <laughs> For sure. Who hosted the Discovery Channel show Man vs. Wild? Bro, do you know this one? Oh, my God. I can't remember even the Yes. Name. Okay. Quick answers from most of the room. Yanni's still trying to come up with one. I'm trying to remember if we mentioned this guy's name in the uh, Meat Eater Survival book. I feel like it would Building be natural, too. Um, I think we may have. This type yeah. of pop culture I'm not real in, into here. Corey, you Googling the answer over there? I'm not. I'm trying to sell some skis. Okay. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Yanni saying Bear Grylls, Hayden, and Hans. Oh, uh, no. Hayden saying Bear Grylls. Hansi saying Byron Dumbrell. <laughs> Brody saying Bear Grylls. Corey saying Bear Grylls. Cal saying Sir David Attenborough. And Chester saying Bear Grylls. The correct answer is Bear Grylls. Be better with Attenborough. Man vs. Wild lasted seven seasons between 2006 and 2011. Bear found himself embroiled in controversy on the show many times. In one episode, Bear lassoed a wild Mustang, which was actually a tame horse. In another, he was forced to bite the head off of a snake for sustenance, even though he was staying at a resort that served blueberry pancakes. And in my favorite example, Bear was shown trying to escape the toxic fumes of an active volcano, which were faked with a smoke machine. Nice. One of my favorite ones was... Uh, he That's was on, woodsmanship yeah. for you. <laughs> That's right. He was on the big island of Hawaii, kind of trying to make his way over all these lava rocks. Mm -hmm. And he was just, you know, he was in a remote area, no one around. Someone found the exact location kind of using geography, and he was like 10 feet off of the most like busy highway in Hawaii. Yeah, and there's like a boardwalk <laughs> right behind him. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Is that his real name? He did uh, the know. gorge, the Alberton Gorge, you know, just west of Missoula, which is very busy at high water. Very busy all the time. It's super fun floating and fishing, stretching good white water. And um, man, that was like the buzz in Missoula because his production team had to like force kayakers out of the way for the shots and stuff. Mm. And and he's in there, you know, 
braving the the white water amongst the fourteen year old kids in their playboats and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a stunt seven. double do it for him. I think it was him, like actually in there swimming. Question seven: The topic is hunting. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Will Britt for sending this great question. Will is going to get a signed book by Stephen Ranella. If you want a chance to win our listener question of the week, then send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Ducks Unlimited declared this town in Arkansas the quote duck capital of the world. Ducks Unlimited declared this town in Arkansas the duck capital of the world. You don't have to spell it right, do you? Never have to spell it right. <laughs> Quick answers from everyone in the room. Uh, it's maybe a hundred percenter instead of a zero percenter. I have no idea. Okay. Hayden may not get it. Cal, you know this one? Yeah. I only know one town in okay. Arkansas, so I'm going with it. Just one? Yeah. No, I guess I know the one where Clay lives. Hayden, you going to come Do up I? with an answer? You and I drove there. I should know. No, nah, he's done. Let's go. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the L on Does this Does everybody one, have an answer? <laughs> go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis and Hansi and Brody saying Stuttgart. Corey saying West Fork. Cal saying, what's that say, Cal? Stuttgart. <laughs> Stuttgart. Chester saying Stuttgart. The correct answer. Chester actually is said Stuttgart. Stuttgart but <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Correct answer is Stuttgart. Now, I looked it up, Cal. I think the German town, you say Stuttgart, but the Arkansas town, they say Stuttgart. One to clarify. Yeah, they say things real weird down there. <laughs> Stuttgart is about Akern. 60 miles east of Little Rock. The oldest mallard known to man was killed there in 2008. The bird was banded in Louisiana in 1981, making it an astonishing 27 years old. That's about 24 years longer than the average lifespan of a wild mallard. Did you catch the highest mid-air collision of a mallard in an airplane? I did not know that one. It's that like, happened there in Stuttgart? No, but it's like 26,000 feet. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Which is, you know, not an altitude that mallards fly at, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of questions as to yeah. how exactly was that happened. Was it 4,000 was the last, like, highest recorded or the normal highest recorded? I think that's, like, their average, average. migratory okay. elevation, it but get, yeah. They it caught in some weird updraft. That <laughs> had to have been it. Yeah. yeah. That was a Delta waterfowl fact that I found very amusing. The Thank you. Captured Cal. by a Delta aircraft. <laughs> <probably>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Question Impeller. eight. The topic is conservation. This three-word phrase is the official motto of the conservation organization Stop Aquatic Hitchhikers. This three-word phrase is the official motto of the conservation organization Stop Aquatic Hitchhikers. Chester? Very oh quick answer. God. I don't Cal know why you're not writing down things here. It's a three-word um, phrase, what, uh, and the conservation group is Stop Aquatic Hitchhikers. The group is called Stop Aquatic Hitchcock Hitchhikers. And I'm looking for the three-word phrase that is their official motto. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Don't get hung up on the group. Let's stick with what you know. <laughs> Cal just full of hints. <laughs> so generous. Cal's got it. I think Hansi's got it. The rest of the room, not so confident. Bro, do you know this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be really kicking How many words here. do you think you have? Two. Giannis, how many words do you think you have? 
Dude. Move it along, Spencer. <laughs> oh, hang on. Uh, I think Brody recognizes where the scoreboard is at. He wants uh, Giannis to falter. We'll get an official update after this. Chester! From Phil. Don't you do this every day? You're wearing my patience thing. You know <laughs> I know. I'm wearing my oh, patience thing, but Cal, I think... <laughs> Brody's rubbing off on Cal right now. You feel that, Chester? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes, like I said, Cal, it's I feel a little dumb. It's almost as nerve-wracking as room. watching you guys try to fill a limit on the, the Montana walleye. Tour. Whoa! Ooh. Oh! No, I'm mean? saying, like, there's, like, some tension in that second episode. Well, man. There's hey, some tension here. Just to let Do you guys know, I think right I got it now. Okay. After okay. Some... We have to have the urge in the right order. <laughs> yes. And if Do not... Cal, oh. Cal is in reaching distance of, uh, of Chester. Wait, does it have to be in order? Yes, you need to be in order. Does. does everybody have the answer? I think. Okay, I'm going. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying drain, Ooh. clean, rinse. Uh-oh. Hayden saying clean, inspect, dry. Hanzi saying clean, drain, dry. Brody saying clean, drain, dry. Corey saying clean, drain, dry. Cal saying clean, drain, dry. Chester saying <laughs> Clean, drain, protect. Clean, dry, protect. Clean, I dry, do like protect. protect. That's a nice. Yeah, the nice correct guess. answer is clean, drain, dry. God dang it. <laughs> They're out front of every single fly shop in the whole United States. <laughs> and I think well, now, every, now every I, boat I understand ramp, Cal's frustration. At every boat ramp you'll ever visit. Here is what the clean, drain, dry procedure <laughs> wants yeah, all I, I boaters no to do. To you should clean sure. any visible plants, animals, and mud from your equipment. You should drain all watercraft, pumps, live wells, and motors, and you should dry everything for five days or wipe it down with a towel before reuse. Additionally, if you're an angler, the group promotes a third D, which is dispose. That means you should dispose of any unwanted bait, worms, or fish parts in the trash. You know what's weird in Montana is like you go anywhere in the eastern half of the state and not have to stop at an inspection site. You can't go anywhere west of the divide without hitting like multiple. They yeah, you know it's well, the like the quagga and zebra mussels are present in a, in a lot of the fisheries in the east. Yeah, so it, I think it's kind of like, like if you're trading them back and forth. Yeah. I think I'm so yeah. upset. Yeah. Phil, we have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard yeah. update. Uh, with three points, Chester Floyd is out of the running. Um, but everyone else is still in the game. We got Hayden, Hanzi, Corey, and Cal with four points apiece. And tied for first place, two points ahead of everyone else, are Brody and Giannis with six. Okay. Let's go, Brody. I'm ready. Question ready. nine. The topic is cooking. Spoon University said this sandwich is best described as, quote, a campfire panini. Spoon University said this sandwich is best described as, quote, a campfire panini. Brody's frustrated. Hansi's got an answer. Chester's got an answer. Where is this? Is this an accredited university? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Spoon University said this sandwich is best described as, quote, a campfire panini. I Hansi, you got this one? God, this goes to Brody's earlier conversation about knocking down academics. It's like, <laughs> this is what happens at school, kids. Yeah. Brody, do you know this one? Well, I mean, 
I know a like version of it. Okay. I don't know. If... Move it along, yeah. Spencer. Is, is the question how did a, a school describe a sandwich? <clears throat> well, it's Spoon University. The question is yeah. Spoon University said this sandwich is best described as quote a campfire panini. So just a subjective description. Hayden, you're not going to get this one right. <laughs> Hayden went you to Spoon State, so there's kind of like an inherent rivalry. Right. Just yeah. University of Spoon. Yeah. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Got an answer. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying Iron Pie, Hayden saying S'mores, Hansi saying S'more, Brody saying Hobo Pie, Corey saying Grilled Cheese, Cal saying S'more, Chester saying Pudgy Pie. Mm. The correct answer is Pudgy Pie. Chester got it right. All right. Yeah. Chester. Redemption. You can walk out now. Now, I'm, I'm a little conflicted because I don't know. What what was your answer? Hobo pie, iron pie. Like, I think I you like, better do a little research, well, buddy. I think iron pie is like the, the the cast iron thing you use. I think that's close to acceptable. I don't know about hobo pie. Have you guys heard of a hobo pie? I would have pie? said hobo we, pie was listen, my other answer. And a hobo pie. Well, listen. <laughs> yep. We're writing an outdoor cookbook right mm-hmm. now. We are calling these things iron pies in that cookbook okay. because it ain't cool to call them hobo pies anymore. Uh-huh. What about pudgy? It's the same thing. And and just to yeah. clarify, this is something uh, using the cast iron thing. And we did talk about clams and it's deal. like two pieces yeah. of bread. You put, yeah. I'll give it to both of you. The iron it's like pie making and the a hobo panini pie. On a campfire. Well, here's the thing: it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't even matter because Giannis and Brody are still tied up and are the only people. I'll left give it in to both. I tried, <laughs> I tried looking for other names, uh, and mm-hmm. what I could find were pudgy pies are also known as jaffles or toasties. They are cooked in pie irons that are composed of two cast iron plates attached to a long handle. Different types of pudgy pies include the classic grilled cheese, toasted peanut butter and jelly, and homemade pizza pockets. Lodge makes some real good ones. Remember we used those with the... Probably Kids like cooking with them. And, and what uh, what kind of recipe would you find for a hobo pie? Oh, man, you can do cookbook? whatever you want. Peanut like, butter and jelly. Breakfast sandwich. Yeah, the dessert ones are good. Ham and cheese. We did one with like some leftover pheasant with some like, oh, yeah. gruyere or something in there. That was super The key tasty. is you got to like slather those pie irons in butter. Yeah. A lot of butter. Hot tip yeah. there. Yeah. So we'll take yeah. pudgy pie, jaffle, toasty, hobo pie. Iron pie. It's, Iron a, it's pie. a tough position you get yourself in, Spencer, when you have a trivia show that doesn't have the answer, but <laughs> an answer. Phil, we have one question left. Uh, our two leaders are tied Man, at seven points apiece, right? I always lose to Giannis when it comes down to a tie Oh, come on, Brody. Stay in the game, <laughs> buddy. Right. Stay Brody, in the game. Brody and Giannis have seven. Everyone else is out of the game, and they all have four points apiece. Oh, very good. It's kind of a high-scoring game. Question you know, hobo. 10. I think hobo is still a good name because <laughs> it implies that you're just traveling at your leisure across the country, yeah. doing it on the cheap. Steve, actually, we were, we were debating about what to call them, and uh, Steve thought about calling them looking for work pies <laughs> instead of hobo. But I pies. bet there's a bunch of hobos out there. They're like, I'm not looking for a job. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm totally happy doing what I'm doing. Exactly. Pudgy pie is what I had heard most, and when I googled it, pudgy pies is what I had seen for the most common result. Question ten. The topic is fishing. This last great question comes to us via my nephew, Pierce Mathiason. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Four states have a northern pike record over 39 pounds. Name one of those states. Four states have a northern pike record over 39 pounds. Name one of those states. 
We are down to Brody and Giannis, who each have seven points. They're chasing the Shelby Index at this point, which was an eight. Giannis, how you feel about your answer? Eh. Okay. Brody, it looks like you have not come up with an answer yet. I'm just doing a little geography in my head, Spencer. Okay. Do you feel better about your answer than Yanni's? Yeah. I don't have an answer. Well, yet. Why do you I'm have to use geography? Are you are you afraid that? Um, are you just like going off of like this state? I know this state has it, but I can only remember the state that it's touching. No, no. Like, what's the I'm geography trying to part? Figure out a state that I feel like would grow one that big. Well, there's four of them. I know. I'm trying to figure out one. Oh, of them. you're trying to find like a banana belt meets the northern just, pike like, latitude. Just trying to find the one that strikes my fancy. Mm. And now you just ruined my train of thought. <laughs> so I'm just like put down what the I'm cow was drawn the whole Bait? United States over yeah. there. <laughs> I was well, a proud father the other day when I heard that one of my daughters won uh, the geography B at school. Sweet, that's great, that's cool. All that time spent in front of that Montana map paid off. Yeah, driving, lots of family road trips too. That helps. Does everybody have an answer? Yeah, I don't know. We don't spend much time looking at maps anymore on road trips. You know. Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Yanni saying Minnesota, Hayden saying Minnesota, Hansi saying Wisconsin, Brody saying Minnesota, which is the same answer as Giannis, so we're going to be going to overtime regardless of the outcome. Corey saying Montana, Cal saying Montana, and Chester saying Alaska. The four states are New York, Minnesota, Idaho, and Michigan. Oh, so The room did pretty well. And we have Brody and Giannis with eight correct answers going to overtime. Play the drop, Phil. Tiebreaker. If you ain't first, you're last. I mean, that doesn't make any sense at all. You first, you're last. You, you can be second. You can be third, fourth. Hell, you can even be fifth. I just heard that there was, the, as far as I know, the first ever uh, Calcutta for this game of trivia. Oh, how'd that go? Uh, sounds like Hayden lost Not $20 good. to Brody. Three? Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Twenty dollars. If I win, I'll throw that extra twenty in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna yeah. have a five hundred dollars. What a good guy. Twenty dollar like donation. The tie-breaking question, the topic Numbers. is public lands. This will be numerical. Whoever is closest will be declared our winner. How many states does the Appalachian Trail go through? Oh, that's a good one. Who's better at geography yeah. between uh, Brody, who can draw the entire map, and Yanni, whose daughter just won, what, fourth grade geography at school? How many states does the Appalachian Trail go through? If you're not Brody or Yanni, you can still play along, but the only answers that matter are those two. Phil. Yes. Uh, one to ten, how was your pheasant meal? So oh, it turned out good. Ten. Right? Yeah, I mean, like the, the kids, kids inhaled up. it, which yeah. I was not expecting. This was yeah. a roadkill pheasant, right? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you make with it? Uh, pheasant piccato, the recipe wreck from Cal. It was, it was really good. How many states does the Appalachian Trail go through? Yanni, you're ready. ready. Brody, you're ready. Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Hayden saying twelve. Hansi saying nine, Corey saying 12, Cal saying five, Chester saying seven, and our two competitors left, we have Brody saying nine, 
and Giannis saying seven. Circled with emphasis. <laughs> the correct answer is 14, no! making Brody our winner with an answer of nine. I think wow. weaves a little more than I thought it yeah. did. Does, uh, does that <laughs> yeah. victory feel a little off when you're you're that far off on the tiebreaker? I mean, I'm not feel... happy I was that far off because okay. I feel like a dummy, but I'm glad I beat Giannis. Finally, Good job, Brody. Overtime. $520 donation going <laughs> yeah. to a conservation organization. Brody, what is it going to be? Uh, to help out Cal's little trip to the Capitol, we're going to donate to Montana Wildlife Federation. Yeah, or Montana BHA, either one. Yeah. Let's yeah. do Wildlife Federation. What do you like about them? They're a great group working on access, habitat, stuff like that. And we got some issues coming up with some elk elk hunting uh, things that people are kind of concerned about in Montana. And Montana Wildlife Federation is working on those problems. And Cal, what is the uh, capital trip you got coming up? Oh, spe- specifically... I always want you to have like more than one thing to talk about just in case there's time. But uh-huh. uh, the main thing that I'm going to go talk about is the Forever Montana project that we donated a big chunk of change to through Land Access um, Initiative and uh, Trust for Public Lands. So we're talking about permanent conservation easements. Well done. I'm sure you can hear more about that on Cal's Week in Review, right? Yes, sir. Good job, Brody. Wins with eight correct answers and a tie-breaking show-off with Giannis. Join us next time for more of Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. Hey, if you follow wildlife news at all, you're probably aware that the island of Maui has an incredible abundance of Axis deer, so much so that they're causing ecological damage. Well, Maui Nui venison is thinning out some of those Axis deer herds and delivering venison sticks and fresh cuts to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. Yeah, Steve, they're very comfortable, they're very fashionable, and I enjoy wearing mine around the office and anywhere I go. Stop by your local Tacova's store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today.